This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup was like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know, valuable interactions with your fan, your fans. And uh, <clears throat> with Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. And that's, uh, that, that is true. Um, <clears throat> I'm supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the, the podcast I use, or the podcast uh, host that I use. I like Spotify. They're, uh, they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh, with, uh, with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify. And, and this, is, uh, this is a great way to get started if, you've, if you have ever thought about starting a podcast. This is where I would send anybody to go. Um, <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And yeah, if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that, uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So, uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today.
Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. <clears throat> Happy Friday. The weekend is here, and uh, that means it's time for a bull session. And this is a pretty good one, I thought. Uh, we had Bobby Gray. You guys know Bobby Gray. Um, Chasing Stray's podcast. I was, he hasn't done one in a while, but hopefully he'll get back at it. Anyhow, he's uh, he's from down around Enid, o- Enid Oklahoma. <clears throat> we got Richard Diatley. He's uh, out of uh, just outside of Redding, Redding California. And then um, Ty Self, uh, Big Lake, Texas. And uh, we're all sick and fucking tired of the wind. And uh, let's get into this deal. say look at big timer over here is already got, it's in straw weather already shit 81, it's 81 degrees down here about 60 percent humidity oh fuck that nonsense where are you at big lake texas yeah it was 80 degrees out here today yeah. i don't know the midi humidity was that high but it was so fucking windy i wasn't getting a fucking cowboy hat out i just said put the old ball cap on and went been windy around here real bad yeah, I uh, <laughs> I stole a, a ball cap from my boss's office yesterday. Like I, I went, came home for lunch, and then it was yesterday morning was absolutely fucking gorgeous, just like perfect weather. And then I come home for lunch, and then like the breeze had kind of picked up, but it was just like kind of a nice breeze. And then uh, I grabbed my my cowboy hat, walked out the door, and I, I got back to the feedlot, and like wind about blow you over and I didn't have a ball cap with, I usually have one in the rig, but I I guess I cleaned out and, uh, yeah, I was like, ah, Cain's got one. I bet you. So I I walked into his office and sure enough, there's a, there's a Draxon hat. So I I, I just put it on and see, see how long it takes him to notice. And I'm not real good at keeping a secret like that. If it, if he doesn't notice it and like fly off the handle, then I'm kind of bored. So I was like, Hey, it's still a hat from your office. He's like, Oh, I was, I mean to put those out there, but I was like, ah, I, I always know he's got s- some sort of hat back there. So like if push comes to shove, I'll just go grab one. Dang right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is a controversial deal out here. When do you switch to straw? 
out there in Nevada? Um, most people say Memorial Day, but I say when my head starts sweating. Amen. Like I, I'm yeah. not, I, I understand all the tradition and stuff and I respect a lot of tradition, but there are also some traditions, um, kind of like the whole first part of the Bible, uh, in like Deuteronomy and shit that just don't make a whole lot of sense anymore. And, uh, or, or, or I don't know if they ever did. Um, but they just wore a felt hat all year round, uh, back in the day because they didn't have palm leaves and shit. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so I, I don't, I'm I'm not big on that tradition. I when I when it gets hot, I'll I'll switch back and forth from felt to to straw several times before I fully go over to straw for the summer. I mean, that just depends on the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I and see what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out here I always say Easter morning you wear your uh, straw just whether it's 30 degrees or whether it's 80 degrees. And then the next two to three weeks is kind of whatever. But then normally after that, it's about straw season. Yeah. Easter Sunday for a straw. Huh? That's, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Um, I don't know. I, I always heard Memorial day, but oh, I guess Oklahoma, you start to get into that, that Southern stuff. So <laughs> I'm like five miles north of the Mason Dixon, so I'm I'm a Yankee. I, I thought uh, the northern border of Oklahoma was the Mason Dixon. There's a sign on 81 that says Mason Dixon line. I don't huh. know. Okay, but that so it's still like south end Oklahoma then. What's that? I said so that Mason Dixon line is is still like into like south into Oklahoma. So like yeah, part of, I, I so part of part of Oklahoma was like above the, the Mason Dixon. According to the sign, it is. Huh? Oh, fucking camera. Probably some drunk Indian movie. There's a good chance of that. Most of them are east of us, though. But yeah, there's a damn good chance that we used to have a ranch out. In- uh, the Osage country in the Osage County. They're on the Osage County line. And there was a lot of Indians out there. And most of them were drunks. And I was pretty little when we were out there. There's a couple of pretty good hands. But that? there's a out there. Oh, dad and grandpa used to own a ranch on the Osage County oh. and County line. And, uh, there's a lot of Indians out there. Most of them were drunks, but there was a couple that were good hands. There's some some really handy Indians out out here. I I think uh, I think Oklahoma res is uh, a tad bit different. A little different. <clears throat> a lot I mean, different. Yeah, like I mean, just uh, you. There, of course, the one in Oklahoma is hell of a lot smaller than most of these these ones out mm-hmm. here. <clears throat> but I don't know that. Uh, Friday is that's tomorrow huh Friday is tomorrow yeah so I'm talking to Jeremiah Wilbur tomorrow and we're talking like unconventional warfare and uh, like modern day versus like back in the day when we were fighting the Indians and just guerrilla tactics and I'm excited as shit that's gonna be a fun conversation that'll be cool yeah he cause his uh, his mom was uh, Mescalero Apache and uh and then he's uh you know special forces so uh <clears throat> there there's going to be some really cool cool topics going on there 
Hell yeah. That'll be sweet. Yeah, That'll I think so. Too. Well, um, he, is the other guy coming or we got, yeah, he's trying to get in fire off and go. Okay. I couldn't get mine to work. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. It sent a bad link. I, uh, I don't know why, how that always happens. I don't know. It just said you were in a live or already in a meeting or something yeah i was in this meeting <laughs> i don't i don't know i i, I just alone it, yeah nobody to talk to i'm gonna grab a beer be right back. alone with my thoughts is a is a uh is a bad well not always a bad time but it can be i think flies are already out around here oh yeah we're, we're nowhere near that uh, if there were any flies uh trying to get around they'd have blown away uh these last couple of weeks have been son of a bitch oh yeah it's been bad i uh it's starting to remind me of uh back home and i didn't miss that part about home like i i never that part has never occurred to me like i should i should i sure miss that you know i just that yeah. that, <coughs> that wind is something else for sure it's not been fun you know it's it sucks. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, hit live. I'm gonna. I got my little Russian intro video. I fucking love that. Uh, Doug Weissman made that for me, and uh, I was like, ah, "You, you're an idiot. Like, awesome, but you're, yeah, you're, you're an idiot." Um. Richard, what's up, man? Oh, I'm sitting on top of the hill above our place, listening to the wind. Where, whereabouts are you? Uh, you ever heard of Redding, California, yeah. or no? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm outside of Redding. Okay, so you're not too far from me. No, not terrible far. Uh, I was gonna say, looks sunshiny over there. Shit, it's plum dark out here. <laughs> It's dark here. Uh, it's just kind of, kind of setting over here. Uh, it, once it dips behind the Sierras, it gets dark pretty quick, and it's just about, just about dip behind the Sierras. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you're you're the only person that, that asked me if uh, um, if that was Pacific time, and because uh, I, I usually go, I just throw out Mountain time because that's kind of the Oh, I suppose the like the standard median for for the the cattle business. Like, there's a few people on on Eastern Time, but not many. It's usually it's usually between Central and Pacific is where you're going to find your your cattle people um, for the most part. Uh, I know there's some Easterners that'll probably get all pissy about about whatever they uh, they don't count. And uh, <clears throat> so mountain time's kind of the, the middle and I'm a little biased being from Colorado. God's time is mountain time. So um, that's, that's, that's why I usually send these, the time out on these, these invites is uh, on mountain time. But uh, yeah, you're the first one that um, clarified it on Pacific time. So I wasn't for sure where you were at. And uh, so that, that clears that up. Um, but yeah, we got, I've lived in both. Yeah. 
Um, so how do you say your last name is Diatley? You're the first person to really get it right. First try. I, uh, I just noticed that you capitalized the A. And so like, uh, I'm, I'm, that's always, like, I'll always go back and delete the K, uh, if I don't capitalize it on my, on my name. And, uh, so I, I figured that it had to have been the Atley or D Atley is what, but I, I figure it's Atley. Yep. Right on. So, um, yeah, Richard D Atley and you're, you're outside of Reading. We got Ty self returning to the show. You're, uh, what did you say? Big Lake? Yes, sir. Big Lake, Texas. Bobby Gray, he's uh he's up there in, in northern Oklahoma, uh north central. Enid. North Enid. Enid. There we go. So yeah. And um one thing that has been constant, I we should have had some some northern folks because it's been blowing like a son of a bitch up there too. Yeah, uh, fuck the <laughs> but they uh yeah, they like it's just been blowing and dry and shitty everywhere it seems like and i i've kind of about had it so i I'm just i just thought we'd bitch about the fucking wind like i mean it, it's been i've been digging shit out of my eyeballs for for two weeks now and uh I, i'd like for just like a good turd floater to come in just like just like you know a good even even a quarter inch would would help so much for for you know a day or two but God, but can you imagine just coming set in and rain all fucking day? God, that'd be nice. You got a chance of rain for Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we're Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Well, and then I guess I guess the people that did get moisture got fucking snowed the, all the way under. <laughs> yeah. It's funny is you don't hear much yeah. about that on the on the media at all. Like I, I would have never known anything about the the blizzards in North Dakota if it hadn't have been for social media. Like I haven't heard hiding. They talked about like the the blizzard of the ages, and then the one article that I did read about it that uh, uh, it was talking about how there was a half of an inch of snow at the Portland airport. <laughs> oh, fucking Yankee ain't it? Portland. Only place like, I saw that was on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, or like last year, Texas gets like, I don't know, 28 degree weather and they shit down both legs. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that bad. That, that was kind of funny. Uh, I mean, they, they did, they did fuck some shit up, but like, man, We're a lot of that. For crap. <laughs> I, I did enjoy uh, watching the Texans bitch for, for a couple Nobody of Nobody carries a water line around here less than about, or deeper than six inches. Oh, man. Somebody got lazy when they put in this uh this little faucet over here uh by my studio cuz it, it they put it under the the shade of the this little uh well it's a garage and like an apartment attached to it a little studio apartment where I do have my studio and uh so that thing sits in the shade of the of the garage there doesn't get sunlight and it's only buried about 18 inches deep. And every winter, when it dips below like 15 degrees, if I, uh, you know, if I go water my horses and then as soon as I shut it off and everything drains down, it freezes right there. And so I can't use my damn faucet for two months out of the year, probably. And, uh, so I have to lay out like another hundred foot of uh, garden hose 
to water my damn horses because they 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 couldn't have buried the water line another six inches probably would have done it. Um, it uh, one of those freeze miser deals and screw onto it. We put those on all of our floats. Mm-hmm. You just leave it on, no matter how fucking cold it gets, and they never freeze up. You'll, yeah. you'll have that much ice on the top of the tank because it'll drain on top of the tank and freeze. But your faucet will never freeze up, no matter how fucking cold it gets. Huh. My they, got that, they got that dang uh, wax ring in them. When it gets cold, that wax ring draws up and lets that water mm. flow out. When it gets hot, that wax swells back out and seals huh. it off. Isn't it amazing some of the shit they, they come up with? All I don't know is that year it got below freezing here for about a week and a half. It's negative 11 in my house for about four or five days. Oh, fuck. That, that, yeah, that's no fun. That's, that's, no. that's, that's like uh, living back in the, in the old days in Montana. Uh, well, yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of times, not even the old days. I mean, that, that bunkhouse <laughs> I lived in up there was on, uh, it had a natural gas heater, but it was on, it was drawing natural gas from a, a farm tap and, that thing would freeze up all the, get water in the line. You'd have to, every time it'd run out of methanol, you'd, uh, you'd have to go, it'd freeze up and sure enough, freeze up in the middle of the night, I'd wake up and it'd just be like a half an inch of frost on my chest just from my, from my breath. And oh, Mon, that's a fuck Montana. That's so cold. Yeah. Our first real cold snap here, we just put this house in here in April. It's a modular home and didn't think nothing of it fucking woke up and the house was like 40 degrees i was like son of a bitch i thought that was bad there wasn't no frost but it damn sure gets your attention you crawl out of bed in your boxers oh, my yeah. wife was very not happy with me we were firing up peters about to light the damn house on fire just to get her warm <laughs> yeah that's uh it's a good time to have a have a wood stove yeah. When I was in Montana last fall, we were in this little trailer, and my roommates and me were so damn cheap, we'd just keep it just above freezing inside there so we didn't bust no pipes. I was like, damn, can't we turn this heater up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... I, I I don't mind being cool when I'm I'm falling asleep. You know, I kind of like it a little chilly, but... 32 is awful chilly. I mean, 33 is, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's kind of, it's just kind of unnecessary in in today's day and age, you know? Pretty much. Yeah, it was a, it was a little cold that three or four days it got down there. Water bottles were freezing on the counter. It was miserable. Yeah. Did the wind blow when it, uh, when it got that cold? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It was, it was, it was probably the worst I'll ever see. I hope, I hope in my lifetime. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was no fun. It was damn sure cold. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, gross. That that wind just makes everything even worse too. Man, just. Yeah, now that, I'm bitching about cold. the wind. What's that? So now I'm just sitting out here bitching about the wind blowing when it's 95, trying to brand calves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you uh, you dang sure don't want to, you know, start a real big uh, wood fire <laughs> on a day like that. 
we've been digging a pretty deep, deeper hole and trying to minimize the, you know, flames on it. But do you guys not have any Brandon pots? I don't want to listen to that crap. <laughs> you fucking hug a propane bottle on that son bitch and she'll keep the irons warm. You ain't got to worry about fire. Then you got to listen to that sound bitch roar in your ear while you're flanking. You can't hear nobody talk. We don't, I don't. Well, don't flank right next to the fucking pot. That's dangerous. If it falls on you, it'll burn you. Damn, well, you get a little distance. Them iron boys can run. They'll be fine. No. No, I, I've been around both. I like them both, but I kind of got nobody really like that wood fire. Yeah, I haven't ever branded with a wood fire. I grew up with a pot, and that's all I've ever had. Yeah, the nice thing about a pot is you take them nuts and open them up, you can drop them on the pot and you'll have your little snack while you're branding. We got a great little deal you built you set over the top of that fire once you get it burnt down. Or we yeah. just throw the, sho- throw the shovel handler, just the head of the shovel over there on it. Put them on a shovel. If you got a quarter circle iron, it works real good too. Yeah. <laughs> quarter circle. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, no, we, 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 we burn wood here that's about we'll use a propane bottle to start it every now and again when it's humid or wet but other than that it's all wood i like the wood fire a lot yeah i've never been to a wood fire brandon it's pots you boys you boys need to come out west and uh and go to one of these head and heel brandon's like real traditional like roe deer uh head and heel and uh you know like sagebrush fire like that's we had and healed a pile of them down there on the grave, but they weren't very small. They had big ones. Yeah. Yeah. That I ain't right. handy enough for that head and heal with them vaqueros. They'll fucking make me look like a, well, no, they'll, they'll make me look like what I am. <laughs> and that's not very handy with a rope. No. Nah, on, on, on those, you just, uh, you just want to go pick up heels. Let's let the, let the guys that are real handy with, uh, with it just let them let them throw those the head loops and then you just follow them to the fire and, and pick up heels you know it's uh it's just a lot of fun man it, it some of those guys can really fucking rope and they'll throw the fancy but that's usually like first thing like when they throw a new bunch in there or like first thing in the morning uh but after a while it's you know it just let's get them caught and let's let's go yeah yeah i know we've gotten into some deals on some like at the ranch over east they bought a bunch of sailborn cows so they were all over the place on size mm. and we put the big ones out and we headed and healed them and it was fun it just took a lot longer i mean shit you can go in there and scoop up on them little calves and just lay them on their ass and go mm. it's a lot faster yeah that there's no doubt that i mean even if you got some really really wolfy ropers if you're if you're gonna flat ass them it's gonna go way quicker uh, just that, that's all there is to it it's that but i do like the advantage of letting them get bigger before you brand them yeah but you've got to head and heal them or you gotta have a calf table you gotta run them to the shoot yeah and the last two suck yeah yeah they, <laughs> Yeah, they're they're not they're not much fun. I I like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of the head and I'm a big fan of Brandon Kevs. Uh if you gotta rope them. I'm not a big fan of Brandon Kevs if you gotta run them through a shoot. I've only brand Brandon I've done this spring is about two thousand head of Mexican steers through the shoot. And uh 
yeah, it, it's it ain't that much fun. I I have perf- perfected the, the oh I won't say what what the the brand is, but like I've I've got to where it's a it's a left rib brand and I've got it crisp with a you know with the old electric iron. Electric irons are also no fun, but man, you can get a good crisp brand. You on there. can you can get a clean brand on them some bitches. How big are the Mexican steers when you get them in? Uh, four and five weights, mostly four. Uh, I'd say three, three fifty to like four seventy five. I don't think we had anything really coming in over five. Yeah, I'm getting in a bunch of two weights out of Florida, and yeah. they're, they're fucking. That's what we run out here, man. Yeah, we go down to Florida and buy them little bastards, and they're tough as fucking nails until it gets cold. That's the way these Mexicans are. Even they. They they handled the cold pretty decent, you know, because there there's some of those places there out there in the in the Sonora. They got some some sure enough mountains up there, but I, I don't know where all, where all these come from in Mexico. But um, y'all put them in the yard or turn them out? Uh we're putting them in the yard for forty five days, and then they'll turn them out. Uh, out On what? Oh, we got down here deep rocks. Uh. Oh, in Mexico, I don't know what they put them on in Mexico, but uh, we we turn ours out up uh, California. They're they're yeah. in that that big tall grass. Ah, uh, over by Bridgeport. Okay. Yeah, you probably we, uh, you probably know we, who who we're running for, but we'll we can we'll talk about that in the Patreon section, just so I don't want to. I got in trouble for for a TikTok video the other day, so I'm gonna uh, try and I gotta try real hard again to keep uh, keep my boss's name out my fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) We were uh, shipping steers out of Dunnigan the other day. If you've ever heard of there, Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just so un, I, and I'm only 20 miles from from the California line, but I'm so like ignorant of the the geography there. Like I know where Bridgeport's at, I I know where like L.A. and San Francisco are, and I, I know roughly how to get to San Francisco from from here. Um, but that's about all I know. Like I I kind of know where like some of the town, the general area up in Northern California are, but uh, so I, I talked to some of these guys out here that have been, you know, bounced around a lot and they'll talk about, you know, like Dunnigan's or Squaw Valley. Like I know where Squaw Valley is. I know it's a big ranch, but I like, I kind of, I just know the kind of general area. I, I, I'm so yeah. unfamiliar with all of that. That's how I am with Kansas and hell. It's just 40 miles north of me. Yeah. I know where the ranch is and I know real good how to get to Dodge because I drove back and forth every fucking weekend from that godforsaken place. Oh, Dodge City. What a shithole. It's a good time to go to college and get drunk. Oh, I That's bet about. so. I bet you kind of got to watch yourself in different places though. Like, uh, yeah, like El Coyote. Yeah, like there, it's not not There's all a lot of them. In there. Yeah, get stabbed real fast. <laughs> yeah, like it's not all the bars, but there's some of those bars where, and uh, yeah, it sounds bad, but like it's a bunch of a bunch of Mexicans and a lot of them from old Mexico, and uh, they they are not afraid to pull a knife. Like they'll get nasty real fast. But Central Station is a hellacious good time, and they've yeah. got a really good. Steak. 
You know, and it's, it's funny if you though. You go in there and you're underage and you get a steak and you stay in there until it's uh, party time, they never ID you and you've been served all night. There you go. Are you, you're finally over that age nowadays, aren't you though? Yeah, I turned last July. I was 21. Okay. So I thought so, I thought uh, I thought you were you were for sure over 21 now. Yeah, I remember those those tricks back in the. I'm yeah, it's been a long long while ago, but it was, it was a good time. Good time. I think I've been carded more for gambling than for drinking. I just walked in. I've never been carded for gambling. I've never got to go gamble. Me neither. Eh, probably better off. I mean, it can be a good time. And also it can be a very bad time. <laughs> and uh, yeah. more often than Matt, not, it's, it's, it's not real good or bad. It's just mostly you, you lose. And uh, just, you usually don't like, I mean, unless you got, got a real problem, you usually don't lose that much. And you're just like, Oh fuck that sucks. And you, but yeah, I, I could see how a guy could just lose his fucking ass. <laughs> And something like that. I, I'm not a very good loser. Yeah, I'm. I'm not either. It's uh, you know, and we don't even have a state tax here, but uh, yeah, but you can donate a plenty of money to the state of Nevada <laughs> at them damn casinos. <laughs> Speaking of the wind up around here, it's blowing big time now. Is it? Yeah. It's uh, is it is it typically blow pretty pretty good in your part of the world? Yeah, it blows. I don't know if you can see it, but oh yeah. It's, well, he's in Texas. Texas blows, and Kansas sucks. Oklahoma just takes all the shit. Pretty much. Yeah, it's uh. I had a big trying to kill me the other day. What's that now? Oh, the wind knocked down a tree. Trying, oh no! Trying sure. to kill me. I was. <laughs> I jumped off of a flat deck trailer and the thing fell down as I was walking away. Oh shit. That's uh yeah, that's that's a little spooky. I uh I haven't had well, we don't have a whole lot of trees out here either, so uh didn't have to worry about that too much. Uh yeah, that's one thing about being on out on the prairie, there's nothing to stop the wind. There's not a whole lot that it can fuck up either. I mean, like just speaking, like, you know, you, you can blow sh- shit away, but like <clears throat> that, that's, that's the only st- the stuff that like has any danger of fucking anything up is like when a trampoline or something blows away, you know, that then it blows across somebody's you know windshield as they're driving by. And then that fucks <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. I've had to go pick up trampoline springs up by the highway. Cause we just <laughs> a mile off of 81 when I was a kid. I had to pick up trampoline springs. I don't know how many damn times. And then we finally took a bunch of T posts and planted them low enough we could slide the trampoline over where we didn't kill ourselves while we was on the trampoline. Yeah. And tied it to that. And it's never blown away since. Yeah, there you go. I uh yeah, I could imagine if uh if you didn't get your T posts sunk low enough and uh <laughs> just impale yourself on a, <laughs> on a fucking green tea post when you're trying to do a backflip. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd get a little sketchy real, real fast. But no, we we made sure we sunk them low enough where everybody's safe, you know, OSHA and all that shit. Yeah, well, we're, we're all about safety here on the, the Burning Daylight <laughs> podcast. 
Sa- safety first, then teamwork. Yeah. Safety uh, and teamwork. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following this story. I have not. I don't know much about it other than uh, it was trending on Twitter, but it was hashtag me poo. And uh, so Johnny Depp is going through a uh, a defamation I lawsuit. I also about that on Facebook. Yeah. I didn't read much of it right before I got on here. I just kind of like grazed over. It was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, and I, I don't, it's one of those like, like celebrity gossip things that I don't really follow much, but they've talked about it on drinking bros a couple of times. So that's the only like frame of reference I have on it. But apparently, um, Johnny Depp and this, uh, this, his, I don't know if it was wife or girlfriend or whatever, but Amber Heard is her name. And they, they got in this real weird public, um, divorce time. I think it was a divorce. So it must've been his wife. Um, but now she like she sued him for defamation, and um, now I wonder if he's going to counter sue her for defecation because he was given his testimony today, like he was on the stand under oath, and um, there is a picture of like a, just a big old big old fat turd on bed sheets, and apparently she shit on his side of the bed, um, and I don't know like how that plays into like what role that plays into the story. But like Hollywood people are fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's not many to hit a woman and it, it was the, classify as one. It, it was the shit heard around the world. Yes. Exactly. And, and it was in state court, I guess it must've been in state court because, uh, like there, there's video of him testifying and you know, federal court, they don't allow cameras and shit. So, um, yeah, like it's all, it's all out there. Public record under oath that yeah, she shit on his side of the bed. And like, that's an alpha move. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want John, to tell Johnny Depp got bitched right there. I mean, like, like you said that, there's only one response to that. And like, unless you just like piss on, her, piss on her on the spot, maybe. But outside of that, like it just comes to blows after that. And, and that, that's a man move. So like you can expect to get hit like a man on that type of move. Um, I don't know if he hit her or not, but if he did, I would say that's justified. And I, I, I'm a guy coming from a good Christian upbringing with strong morals that at one point, um, and, uh, what would the Supreme court name for that case be like road versus Wade be like shit versus punch or what? Mm, see, it'd be, uh, I, it, it's depth versus herd, but I don't, Hmm. I didn't know if you would use names or would you you'd use like descripting like well, I, their names descriptors of what happened in that, that one because it's pretty interesting. The official name would be, you know, like the legal name would be something like depth versus herd or whatever. Or it'd be like We're not uh, talking about legal. We're I know, talking but, about Yeah, so like uh it, it'd be I'm trying to think of uh like Citizens United. You know, whatever that ruling is not actually Citizens United. You know, it's uh, 
I yeah. Think, I think it is Citizens United versus uh, something. I don't know, but yeah, you could you could definitely think of of some some sort of catchy name for that. Like, hmm, it's not a conspiracy, so you can't you can't use like the gate at the end of it. So it can't be shit gate. Um, but um, huh. Something with poo. Some, yeah, it'd have to be something with poo to make Charlie it a, a good. Yeah. Uh, you're cutting out there. Charmin versus Depp. Charmin versus Depp. Uh, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. Charmin can use that in the commercial. Their toilet paper is just as soft as Johnny Depp's. Oh shit! Everybody just left. Oh. He's back now. Yeah, my my damn camera. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Had to go now. take a shit. It did. Have yeah, to take a shit. Um, yeah. And uh, but there was there's like there was a a picture of this. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was, it was definitely a turd. I mean, <laughs> and there's. And uh, not a snake. That was it. Was not not a snake. It was not a Snickers bar. Uh, speaking of Snickers bars, supposedly they were going to take the dick vein out of the Snickers bars. Um, but Snickers said, uh, "That is false. We're keeping the dick vein." Yeah, I I didn't know that was ever a discussion. Like I didn't know that ever. I had never considered it a dick vein until I saw that, and then I was like, "Huh, yeah, it is kind of a dick vein." Off the syrup bottle, they took the Indian off the tobacco, took the Indian off the butter. Yeah, and and uh, you can't you can't take the dick vein. Just can't can't allow it. Can't happen. Don't just men are men. Yeah, man's rights. Damn it. That's right, and. uh, yeah, like I said, I never had heard it called the dick vein before till I I, I read something about it on Twitter. Yeah, and then but you think about it, you're just like, huh? Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> like, Every time you hit a Snicker bar, yeah, it's like, huh? Weird, <laughs> weird. I never, never, uh, never saw it till you see it, and you're just um, like, huh? My, my, well, not everybody my life. <laughs> yeah snickers sales go uh they decrease decreased uh drastically yeah. now that people realize that it looks like a dick vein <laughs> there, uh, there'll be a bunch of southern preachers that uh that start boycotting snickers now and those same, same southern preachers will get caught uh like sucking some dude off in a bathroom stall at a truck stop speaking of sitting on the bed my buddy of mine he was going to college one of their friends went out the night before went home with this girl he had a job interview the next day he got up that morning and his clothes were gone and she was gone and he was at her house well oh he got pissed. He got pissed off and he shit in her bed. Oh. And no more because he thought that she ran off and stole his clothes. No more than he shit in the bed. And then <laughs> he, she walks in the door and had taken his clothes to the cleaner to get steamed and cleaned and had donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, that's. Dear. 
That's awesome. Okay, I've got one that's pretty damn close. It's a secondhand story, but a bulldogger had gotten in a wreck. Horn went up his asshole. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl he'd liked for a long time. And uh, he finally gets to go out on a date with her. Well, he's not too long after his surgery getting everything, you know, fixed. And it's not all strong down there. <laughs> he hasn't done all his them. kegels. Yeah, no, he had not done any of his giggles, evidently. <laughs> and he's taking her home, and evidently it hits him. Oh. And he's like, oh, God. He pulls into her house, like shoves her out of the pickup, and hauls ass home, and he didn't make it. <laughs> so he's in the front yard, hosing his ass off, and she pulls <laughs> in because she left her purse in his pickup. Oh, he shit. said he never got to go out on a date with her again. He said the lights hit him and he just turned, bent over with the garden hose, <laughs> ripped the shit off of his ass. Oh, <laughs> he fuck. said it leaked through his britches onto the fucking seat. Evidently, he'd had something rough to eat the day before. Ooh, but oh, and it was man. all kinds of bad. Those I've I've had those uh, like you'll I, and I've had them like miles out from every from nowhere, and then I've also had them like. Like headed down the alley to go get a shipping pin, and just like, oh, no, it's happening now. And you're just like, so hopefully, I'm not by the office when that when that happens, and, uh, and the office ladies don't have to to get a look at my white ass, uh, just just laying a deuce. But over just giving her hell. The but, worst is when you're back in the pasture, you got to chew in, and you've been drinking coffee all morning, and you step on horse and you get back there and it just all hits you at once you've been you know trotting out or loping out and you all shook up mm. you just go find corner post bear down next to and go at it yeah yeah that's uh that's about all you can do you either cut the top of your sock off or you, you cut the cut the bottom of your shirt off or something yeah there, there's there's always solutions you always gotta have you always gotta have shit tickets with you i don't care where you're at where you're at I'm I'm a big fan, especially after you have kids. Like you'll carry baby wipes with you everywhere. Uh, baby wipes are a lifesaver. Yeah, I uh, uh, that's uh, that that's a life hack for for everybody out there. Like that, you know, you, you, you even if you do happen to shit yourself, you can still you can get cleaned up pretty pretty sparkly. Uh, yeah, it's a vastly greater invention than than just plain old toilet paper. Oh yeah. My dad always says use a pine cone. It takes off the new and the old. <laughs> yeah, I'm I suppose it would, especially if you I guess if you take it the wrong way. If you go big in first. Oh, God. I think you're supposed to, I don't think you're supposed to sit on the pine cone. No. I always heard corn cob. Yeah, well that that was uh that was kind of a prayer deal was, was corn that cob. That makes sense around Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, pine cone though. Like I said, yeah, you definitely don't want to sit on it. I mean, like it's probably not going to feel good going in. But like I said, you pull out from that big end, and there's there's, there's gonna something's gonna catch. Yeah, I don't know what would be worse that horn off that dog and steer a pine cone. <laughs> yeah, because the horn on the dog and steer is going to be tipped, so you're going to have a pretty blunt end going in first. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not going to give much, uh, if at all. Um, pine cone will break. I mean, you might have to worry about debris and shit later. That's uh, well, it's got graphic on fast. <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, but if the sheer physics of it, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a clear winner there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say there's a clear loser, and that's your that's your butthole. But um, yeah, but I don't know if there's a clear winner in that in that situation. Uh, yeah. No sir, uh, no sir. But you know that that that's what made the whole uh, toilet paper crisis so much funnier. Is like you could literally use anything that fits between your ass cheeks as toilet paper. Literally anything, um, and some not as pleasant as others, but yeah, there, there, there's, there's plenty handful of grass, you know, um, I did, did, uh, witness a dude, uh, grab a handful of poison ivy to, to wipe with. And I was like, Oh yeah, that didn't turn. We, uh, we threw a tube of Corona, or I guess they didn't come in the tube yet. It was just still the like the little jar of Corona ointment. Just threw that to him and said, "Good, good luck." Yep, stuff works wonders, but I don't know how well it worked. I, I had I don't know if it was poison oak or poison ivy. I had one of those poison uh, deals, and I put some Corona ointment on, it and it cleared it right up. So I don't know. I don't know how it did on his bee hole, but eesh. I've never had. Knock on wood, never. I've been around it, and supposedly somebody told me I was in it. I can't tell the difference, but I never got it. So I maybe I'm one of those ones that don't get it quite so bad. But shit, I I've seen guys that get it bad, and it's awful. I feel it like their whole leg will be fucking a rash from that. Shit. That that uh, that'd be miserable. I, I used yeah, to get, from, go ahead. From about February till I don't know, probably June, I've got it somewhere on my body. I just get in the shower and burn it with hot water. I don't know if the mild burn takes it the itch away, it kills the skin or what, but it doesn't itch for the day and then I do it again. Huh. Well, there you go. I uh I'm a big fan of a hot shower. Like I, I know a lot of like I don't like cold showers. Uh, I, I do I do like a solid thirty thirty seconds to end it, just to like especially if I take a shower in the morning, do like thirty seconds of just cold cold water, because then you're just like ready to go after that. But uh, it sucks the entire thirty seconds. Yeah, no, I'm. I can't do a hot shower in the summertime, but it'll be at least warm. I don't let it get cold. Yeah, summertime I don't do the scalding, scalding hot showers, but I, uh, yeah, especially, especially uh, after a windy day. <clears throat> Something about that wind, like it just like it just gets in your bones, and phew, it's hard to get warmed up. It, yeah, so I just take a hot, hot shower. Yeah, that ain't much better after a nice windy day of breaking ice and checking shit. Come inside and have something warm to eat, and then a nice one out. Yeah, make you feel about yourself. Yeah, and then you just gotta you spend the next couple of days just digging shit out of your eyes. Like I've even tried flushing my eyes with uh, like contact cleaner, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help. You still you'll you'll dig shit out from behind your eyeballs for for a while. Just dig fucking black rocks out of your eyes is what it seems like every yeah. morning. Yeah, you blow your nose and it just comes out just black. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's it nope. fucking sucks. It, yeah. We're in the wrong line of work, boys. I know it. <laughs> I know it. It's uh, my head, and I'm like, shit. I could have an office job, or I could go mechanic or some shit, and you I know, could be some where the wind don't hit me, the sun don't hit me, and it's no. just nice. <laughs> Yesterday morning was so fucking nice. It was like it was like 38 degrees or something like that. So just like had enough of a chill in the air where it was just, it was kind of nice. And it got up to, like, I think it was pushing, it was like bumping up on 75 and then the wind hit. And then like today it just, I woke up at, you know, quarter to five and heard the wind howling. And I was like, fuck me. I don't want to go outside. It blowed for, it blowed for a week straight here at about 20 miles an hour. To thirty miles an hour, it got yeah. up to forty. It was measurable. It's still blowing right now, but it, it's not as bad as it has been. But it's been so damn bad that you don't even want. To, I don't even want to saddle a horse. I just want to call in and be like, "All right, I'm not coming today." I'm not I know. <clears throat> well, today, like we we had a bunch. Of, I was telling Bobby when he first jumped on. I I saddled my good horse, even though I rode her yesterday, and I like I hate I hate riding them two days in a row they don't need it and i've got others there but i was like fuck we got a i had a pile of heifers to sort they're all all holsteins the wind's blowing they're not gonna they're not they don't sort worth the fuck anyways now they're really not now they're really not gonna sort so because instead of like trying to run over the top of you they're they're just gonna huddle up and not move and I'm I'm just not gonna fuck with one of my one of my other horses. Like now, where we got to get shit done as quickly as way. possible, especially when it's cold. I got a, two shorter horses. One I ran Chodiot on. I still ran Chodiot on some, but when it's cold and I got nine million clothes on, I just catch the shortest one. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a good uh, it's a good bet, and then. Yeah, like you, you got a couple big days in a row. Just like I hate to do it to you, but there's a reason why you're the go-to horse. So extra feed, they'll be all right. Yeah, let's go to it because uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know you got to work two days in a row, but so do fucking I. So exactly, let's, let's, let's get after it. I live down south. He, uh, I was said something one day. I'd been riding a horse for a couple of days. He was kind of wild old thing anyways i said dang i said i ought to give this horse a break he said oh no buddy we don't get no break he don't need one either he just turned around and rode off <laughs> yeah you work on a yard down there in texas ty do what you working like on a feed yard or you working on a ranch no i live on we got eighty thousand acres out here north of big lake okay I didn't know what was on. Yeah, no, I, I live on a camp down here. I got to take care of 30,000 acres on this place. Nice. How many are you running down there? Say that again, you were cutting out. How many are you running down there? How many would I, be on that 1,000, I guess, what I'm asking? I got, oh, it just depends on what part of the ranch you're on, but I think I've got maybe 300 head on 30,000 acres for just cows. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ride that far to see a damn cow out here shit we'll have a quarter section 160 acres around 30 cows I, I was raised up around Abilene Wichita Falls 
I've got yeah. family and all that. I got some family there in Clayton, Oklahoma that are pretty wild. They live up in the mountains, but uh Yeah. We go to Warica every year to that WRCA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we come up there every year. Yeah. No, around here you don't have many cows and you don't have many big pastures. We're just there's one deal. Well there's a couple of deals. We're right north of the break between the uh going to the Cimarron and the Salt Fork rivers. So back in them breaks on both sides, because there's a big plateau kind of in there. I mean, you don't see it because it's flatter and shit, and it's only like a 30-foot rise. But you kind of get into some canyons. We call them canyons. And uh, it's pretty rough in there. There's a few big – I mean, there's one deal I know of, and it's two sections. And there's a couple other deals that are like a section or two-section pastures. But around here, it's just quarter sections, mostly wheat. And then you get into some of the shitty sorry ground, it'll be – some of it'll be native grass still, but a lot of it, guys, have went back to a Bermuda grass still because we can fertilize and get a hell of a lot more growth. Most of this stuff out here is just, you know, ranch country. We don't, we got like 600 acres of farmland, but like the biggest pasture out here is on me. It's like 12,000 acres. There's 120 head cows in it right now. Yeah, no, that's... That's that's why I was telling every y'all about when y'all feeding That's why I was y'all feeding them. Like we're, I'm still caking cows. It's it's. I mean, we're dry. Yeah, I know. We'll have our yearlings turned down on wheat pasture, and we'll chop a bunch of silage, yeah. and we'll supplement our wheat pasture with silage. I mean, we'll put a little, right. little bit of protein in with it sometimes, and help. Yeah. Like like right now, we've got a bunch of our little calves because we don't. We we're only grazing off a little bit with the price of wheat this year. Shit, you can't afford to graze it. You got to cut it. But uh, there ain't very much wheat around here, around Texas, anywhere that I know of. Get out in the panhandle, and there's some. It's just, and I don't know why, but my dad's always told me he tried out there grazing cattle on wheat, and it just there ain't the gains out there that we get right in here. I mean, there's this area, even back around home, this big wheat pasture country. There ain't there ain't no wheat around. Wichita Falls, Abilene. There's a few spots. I'm not gonna say there's not, but it's not like it usually is. Yeah, I know. You get from like Kingfisher up into here, up into northern Oklahoma, like Alva, back here to Enid and a little east. I got a, I got a stepbrother that lives in one, but he uh, he runs a bunch of yearlings, and he he's always got something going. Yeah, I know the yearlings damn sure keep you busier than the cows do. There's times I scratch my head wondering why the fuck we don't just run cows and yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's a hell of a lot more economical to run yearlings around here because I got yeah. a bunch of cows and they don't make much money, but the yearlings I buy do way better. Yeah, you you uh, you hedge those pretty good, I'd imagine, huh? The yearlings, yeah. Um, well, like my dad will, cause he runs a hell of a lot. My dad and grandpa run together. They'll run a hell of a lot more than I do. I just run a couple hundred myself and yeah. I'll use a LRP and that deal works pretty good. Um, if you'll get in the right month with it, if you'll get in those months where, you know, it's going to crash like March is it always crashes when we've got to come off wheat in this country. And so all the farmers and everybody take all their calves to town. And they'll break the shit out of the market that week of the March 15th. Mm. So, like, if you'll buy your LRP in that month, 
because normally like this time of year, you can get one bought pretty good and then it'll pay. But like I bought one in January and I bought one in February and neither one of them some bitches paid. Hmm. And but my one in March that I bought paid and the one year before that I bought in March paid. So you you just got to play the game. Yeah, it's uh I I was uh I was talking with um Sarah Waddell uh the other day and I was just like it's a good time to take care of somebody else's cows. <laughs> you know, like I I keep thinking about like maybe getting into and I, I'm just like, I, I might sell a little bit of beef here and there. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm fine. Just punching somebody else. I got cows. 21. We'll shove on the truck. Send your way. Hell, I've even got, I've got 29, 21 of them are falls. The other eight are springs. We'll just send them. Hey, they'll fit on a truck. I'll even load the bull. Oh shit. I don't know what I'd do with them. I'd have to, I'd have to scramble to find somewhere to run them, but that's not I, my problem. I, I I know. <laughs> you just send the check. I'll send the cows. That I'm done. See, that's the good thing is I don't have the. I don't. I mean, I could send you all the checks you want, and ain't a ain't a damn one of them gonna clear. But I'll, I'll keep sending them. <laughs> you send the cows first, and I'll send the check. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know how that shit goes. I've heard about stories like that. <laughs> yeah, I love cows and send them his way. Three weeks later, I was down there in his country gathering them fucking cows. <laughs> yeah, I we've I think it's funny for uh, you know like the the old myth of like what the cowboy's supposed to be and the and the rancher like there is some no good counterfeit cocksuckers in the horse and cattle business. I mean, like I whether no. Yeah, I I think they're for the most part they're pretty few and far between, but the one the few that are out there are some just kind of the worst of the worst. And uh and I think we've all had to deal with them at, at some point or another. And the good thing is like they that 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 shit goes around quick and uh people find out. Like it it's amazing how uh you know it's crazy. You suck one dick and you're a cocksucker. You fuck up one time and fuck somebody over. You're fucking a dickhead everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that is very true. Yeah. yeah, that is true. But being on my side of the table, when I mean, I get it. I mean, I and I also get being on your side because I've been on both. I mean, I wouldn't help guys gather, and I mean, like. I'm not full-time supporting myself and my family and whatnot right now. I mean, I'm working for my dad Yeah, most of the time. And I run a few of my own on the side and I've got a few hundred acres rented for myself. And so I've been on both sides of the table and both sides suck. I've heard guys like, well, I want my name on the front side of the check. No, you really fucking don't. There's lots of times the one with the back with your names on the back, make a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. more money going on catch jobs than on some years than I've made turning yearlings out and then selling them. Yeah, I uh I don't know. There and there's just there's another level of stress and headache that uh when you're on the other side of actually having to write that check. That's that's for damn sure. And uh yeah, and and like the more 
like if if you're not if you're not set up to where like you're you're coming into a family operation or uh or you're already into to a little bit of money to right off the get go like real fucking hard to make ranching pencil out nowadays i mean they're real fucking but hard the problem with being coming into something you've already got something set up yeah i mean if dad and i've done it like this for years that's where you're stuck i mean if you're like yeah. hey why don't we change mm-hmm. and they don't listen to you it, it's not as great coming into something as a guy thinks no I mean, no i'm not saying that it is i'm just saying like but i get it's no still, I get it's still possible I, yeah no it does make it more possible and you just got to eat your your share of it because mm-hmm. you're low man on the totem pole and one of these days yeah hopefully it's yours but yeah. at the same time, you sit back and scratch your head. I can go work for somebody else and maybe maybe have a few on my own for a little bit and then step off and do it on my own on a small scale and maybe stuff to do a bunch of catch jobs and stuff. And that's I, – I don't – there ain't a good side of it. I mean no. – I just – I want to – damn it, Gilbert Gottfried. He had to die – go up and die on me because I think I could have made – several millions of dollars off of free range Holstein. I, if I could have made it happen, I think it could have made a, a lot of money because I know people would tune into that shit. I would. Yeah, I know I nope. would. So I know there'd be a lot of people that would. And, uh, and then I could go run like the most traditional cowboy outfit you could think of and still maybe be able to pay, pay a guy a decent wage. But, no shit. Yeah, but there, there'd be no house. way I'd make money on that ranch. It'd just be, yeah, I'd just be living off of residuals from free range Holsteins. Yeah, I was in the house filling up my water jug. I looked up, the news was on. I was like, son of a bitch, I need to text him. Let <laughs> know that his dream is now dead. I know. I Luckily, like, I... I was, uh, I think I was taking a shit looking at Twitter and I saw it and I was like, so I, I got to put my little deal out there before, cause I, I got, I don't know, probably 20 messages about, <laughs> about Gilbert Godfrey, which is awesome. That's one of the cool things about, uh, about having the, the podcast is people always send me shit like that. And, uh, but I, I got to see it before and I was like, son of a bitch. Why Gilbert? <laughs> But ah well, R.I.P. That that guy was funny as shit. He uh, the voice was it was a little much, but goddamn, he was funny. Uh, that would have been such a funny show. I I'm still gonna try it. I don't know who who would narrate it nowadays. I've heard I've heard uh, a couple uh, suggestions, and I don't know. We'll have to. Yeah, we might have to get somebody serious. Oh yeah, either. Ultra serious or ultra goofy? That's your two. There's nothing in the middle that'll work. No, and and if it's going to be ultra serious, it's going to have to be scripted. So like, I'm going to have to write the lines for it. And, that sounds like a lot of work. I know that's the thing, <clears throat> and that that's why Gilbert Godfrey would have been. Maybe Bill Burr. Bill Burr would be funny. He doesn't yeah, have and, he doesn't have do the it. annoying voice. But uh, his uh, like off the cuff commentary would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. that'd be. I, I think I don't know. There's some. I bet you there's some comedians that that I could get to do it for for relatively cheap. Oh yeah, cheap, cheap. Yeah. Yeah. 
We, you know, we could also, this, this could even, if I could make it happen, I could just film it and then we could watch it as a bull session. I could just get random, random cow hands like I do for these bull sessions. Not that you guys are, I feel like you guys are are buddies at this point. Like I talk to you guys on, on social media on a somewhat regular basis. And, uh, and like Richard, your first time on the, on the show, but, uh, but the other fellows have been on before and, but like, just do that and just like watch all the footage of it. Uh, and the commentary would be pretty gold. See, we might, it might free range Holstein might still be alive. Free range bull sessions. Yeah. Free range sessions. There yeah. you go. Hey, what we got to uh, do. Get her done. Yeah, it's still, it's still alive. So I, I still got to make about a billion dollars so I can, I can just run uh, uh, just an obscene amount of Holsteins on a mountain permit. Um, but I still, I watched them, I watched them chase a tumbleweed across the feedlot pins today. And I can only imagine if they spotted a mountain lion, because there is no survival instinct in those animals. No, yeah. And curious as hell. Like they don't know, they don't fear much of anything. If you crowd them a little bit, they, they kind of somewhat have a, a flight response, but for the most yeah. part, they damn sure have no stranger danger. Yeah. And, and so they'd see a mountain lion and just, and then they'd just have the whole herd of Holsteins like tail up in the air, just wagging and just, and that that old lion is gonna be like, what the fuck is this? And just <laughs> I'm gone. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm gone. That's a big ass poker. So you might <laughs> you might have uh, like a few a few calves lost, but for the most part, I don't think you'd have that much of a predator problem with with a bunch of Holsteins. Probably not. <laughs> uh, I mean. I don't know what you do with the Holsteins once <laughs> once you get a calf crop. I mean, I you can just go the dairyman style and just do uh, do full crossbred. You could still do the the time hey, sink AI. There's people down around uh, Waco that turn them little shits out on oats. Oh no shit! Oh yeah. How'd that turn? Out? Yeah, I've I've never been around them much, but all I've ever heard any guys that have done it. They just walk around and look for a place to die. Yeah, you, I mean, they they doctor them once, and after that, piss on them. They're just they're cheap, and that's all. I mean, that's the only reason they bounds are. I think you know they're cheap. Yeah, and I especially like, it would say PI test everything. You know, the guys I'm talking about, but they they run quite a few, and I think it's kind of one of those deals just. Try to keep them alive best you can, but it's so easy to burn one up. Yeah, yeah. they're well, and they they just don't have much of an immune system. Uh, no, they're just big old. I don't even. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know. I don't know what they. Uh, they wouldn't. They, they. It's not very good beef, but it's not bad if you can get one fat. You know. Yeah, it just takes a long time to get them fat. If you get them fat, um, yeah, you you won't tell the difference. Uh, it, it's it's dang good, but. My my grandpa used to kill a whole bunch of them. There was a dairy here kind of not too far from us, and they'd go buy the bull calves because there for a while, if you were a dairy guy and you got a bull calf, you either had somebody to buy them for a little more than nothing or you knocked them in the head. Yeah. And him and my grandma and my dad all contend 
that you get one fat because of the butter fat or something. I don't know, but they contend that's some of the, if you really get them truly fat, that's yeah. some of the best meat you can eat. I don't know. Never necessarily had one that I know of. I, I eat one, or we actually eat, sound like a dang hillbilly. We ate one that uh, a guy raised for, I don't know, a couple of years and then put him on beef seeds for about a year. And them steaks, them ribeyes were dang it good. No, oh, yeah, they, they, it's, it's good beef. It just takes forever to, to get them there. And they're, and you know, they're, I don't know, just by the, by the time you get them to, I think the one that I, and he was like a squattier kind of, you know, more of an Angus type face, uh, Holstein. Like he was, he was full Holstein, but he was 1450 about. And, uh, and that's, the big fourteen fifty, pretty damn big. Yeah, and uh, big. He he was sure enough finished, but like, and then like, you put him on a Holstein frame, and but you get those <laughs> those ones with like the longer face on them, and they're just more way more framey. Like, yeah, they they'll still be you know fourteen to fifteen hundred pounds before you get them like finished. If you want a real good good beef on them and they're like seven foot tall too (laughs) like 18 hands tall they're fucking massive just massive so what's your doctor program on them versus like a traditional beef calf is it different or is it the same um we we use micotil first treatment on on them uh on these heifers and I forget what we used on the on the steers. We haven't got any Holstein steers in a while, but uh, I think we treated them like a low risk uh, beef steer. So I think it was like uh, I think that's biomycin, but we use first treatment. Um, but those <clears throat> that micotil works wonders on uh, on uh, on them Holstein heifers. Like I, I've had one that I like I doctored in the alley. Like I didn't even have to like tailor down or anything. I just like pushed her up against the fence. Like I didn't even not, not even pin her behind a gate. I just leaned her up against the fence and gave her a shot of Micotil. And uh, I was like, well, I'll have to come pick you up in the morning. There's one I just missed bigger and shit, you know? And no, that bitch got bred and head back home. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Huh. That 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 Mike deal works works fucking wonders, you know. <clears throat> and and I think the calves are a lot worse off, or like the steers are a lot worse off on like survivability. Because uh, some some of those Holstein heifers can hang on for a bit, but they're they're also they just don't have the same hardiness as uh, no as something that's raised on mama. Yeah, like them Florida calves I get in. I'll mass them when they on my first doctor. I mean, twenty four hours up to get off the truck. Yeah, I'm with exceed, and I'll give them nasogen, worm them, pour them, and brand them. Yeah, and after that, it's Jackson first pull every yeah. time. Jackson, Rachel. Yeah, and after you that, back, you can't back Jackson up with anything, can you? New floor, new floor. It. I mean, but at the same time. Why wait to use your best drug? Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, yeah, you have a little trouble not, I mean, backing it up, but I mean, new floor is the next best thing. And then you ever I've tried, tried Norfinical? And it works all right, but I, I'm i not sold on it. 
Um, and then, you know, out, outside's completely different than, than, uh, running them inside as well. So, but I, I've had really good, uh, response with Zach Tran. Um, uh, yeah, pre- I'm is all right. Um, Draxon's good shit, but I, I think I like Dra- uh, Zach Tran the best, honestly. Yeah. yeah we're, we're still- worked really well because they just, I mean, they just fell on their face. I was pulling, there was 70 head in there and I think I pulled 12 head in one day. Mm. And I was like, nope, we ain't going any further. I masked them with Zach Tran and they perked right up. And then after that, I used no, new floor on a couple of them. Yeah. But yeah, if I'm going to mask them, I'm going to use Zach Tran. But Jack Zen and Zach Tran are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, basically. So, and Zaprivo is not that much different either. They're They're all basically the same shit. No, and Mikey Till kind of falls in that family too, but it's yeah. just—I guess it's to each to own. But I really, I really, really like Draxon on first pull. I mean, you'll have some like you say you just miss bigger shit. You're like, damn. Well, I'm picking you up tomorrow, and I've hit him with Draxon and Batril, and that Batril gives him that real fast pull, big charge. And I mean, I'll give just kind of the shorter end of the Batril and a full deal of Draxon, and I'm. <laughs> I've saved myself a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, see, I, Batril in the feedlot is, uh, you might as well just be pouring water down them. It's, I mean, yeah, well, I back, I, I take care of all their ranch steers over here, whenever we wean. And that's all we doctor with Batril, LA, Banamine. That's it. I mean, you got, when you get in them, you better stay in them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no I don't like LA on them little bitty calves that we get in. It seems to burn them up. I tried it, and it just burned the hell out of them. But I'm also working with like a, like I say, a 250 to 300 pound calf versus you're probably working with like a 500 pound calf. Yeah, some sometimes six or seven, but we wean pretty big calves. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's just. But like I said, that 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 LA and the Vanamine and all that, it and even the the Batril, it, it works. But if you don't get if you don't get them caught quick, you're pissing in the wind. Yeah, yeah. You you give yourself a pretty good cushion when you get into those those long lasting uh, drugs. The you know Draxon, oh. Zactrin, uh, Zaprivo. Uh, you you can miss something and and still have a chance on them when they're when they look real shitty. Um, yeah, but I, uh, you say you use new, you ever use any Norfinical? Well, yeah, that's what I use. Is okay. Norfinical. Yeah. But that, there's no floor. sense. There's no sense in buying brand name new floor anymore. Like, no. And hell there's a, there's a, uh, off brand Jackson now, but yeah. they got that KP and Zoetis. I'm pretty sure he has a patent on Jackson. Yeah. If you buy from the right people, they'll come back and credit you the difference between Draxon or even Draxon KP versus an off-brand Draxon. So you may as well just buy the brand name shit. I mean, it goes through a syringe like water. So yeah, yeah. I'm terrified to carry Draxon. I mean, I'm scared I'm gonna bust the bottle. <laughs> well, you got to get that cover. And also, I heard from a rep one time: if you ever bust the bottle, you call. And as long as you haven't had it for like a long time and it's like, okay, you had like two shots left in it, yeah. they'll send you a bottle. Yeah. Or uh, like, like say you have like a 250 and you'd had it for a little while, they send you like a hundred mil or something. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, they they would refund ours or like replace ours at the feedlot, but it was always still you're you're carrying around an eighteen hundred dollar, you know, five hundred five hundred yeah. cc bottle. Here like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I ever get pulled over in my feed pickup that I feed at the yard with, like they're gonna think some drug addict lives in there because there's syringe the little like twelve mil like disposable syringes and needles and shit all over that son of a bitch. And then they're going to pull my little bag out and they're going to see, okay, Draxon, new floor, Bachel, what are these drugs? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild. The, the wild, the shit you dig out of your pockets, uh, at the end of the day. Just like, yeah. The worst is hell. My wife, like all when I ear notch, I'll stick the ear notches in my back pocket. My wife will find ear notches in the dryer and she'll just get after me about it. I'm like, shit, I don't know they're in there. And then my dog ends up tearing them across the house. So we've got like three or four ear notches that are just floating around the house. Like like I say, our house is a wreck, but it's this is the only room that isn't because it's waiting on the little Bert to be here. Hell yeah, dude. But uh no, I uh I've never had any ear notches in, in my, I've had tags, plenty of tags. Like I'll, uh, I'll cut tags on a dead and then like, you know, it's, it's like sundown and I'll, uh, I'll just forget to, to, to make out a dead ticket or something. So, uh, yeah, the, the lucky thing is I've never had one like showed up in, you know, like a, an actual ID tag two months later, you know, I'll, I'll finally wash a pair of jeans and it'll just be like a lot tag or something like, Oh, uh, I hope I entered that one. <laughs> I, I hope that one got accounted for. Uh, I've never, yeah. I, I've never had one that wasn't, but yeah, there's that's the one nice thing about what I do where it's just us and our family. It's, I've got a little book. I write all the shit in. Yeah. Every month I give it to my dad. He goes through and puts all of the shit in. It's it's way easy on me. I I don't know how you do it in that corporate deal type. I mean, you're not corporate right now, but no. But it's still you got to than got, what my Yeah, we've got several different owners and uh mm-hmm. and then like when we get a bunch of beef cattle in, you know, there's there's several different levels of ownership within that too, just depending on like who bought them and, and where they're headed. And, and you know, like they're all the same family, but there's like three or four different divisions within, in that family operation. And, and yeah, so you gotta like there, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons when people ask like, why don't you just doctor in the pens? Well, if you pull 60 head a day and you have to doctor 60 head, in the pins that, that day that, that sucks. And then trying to get all that shit built out to, to the particular owners when you're, when, especially like if you run them through the chute and then you got your computer right there, it's got everything and it like tells you how much to give each shot. And, uh, and then it builds it out automatically. Um, yeah, it just, it, it just makes, <clears throat> just makes way more sense for, for what we do. But there are times when we're like, ah, I'm not taking that one up to the hospital. Like let's, I'll come back later with a, with a syringe and, and just rope them and doctor them in the pen. But yeah, when you, when you gotta, when you gotta make uh medicine cost and everything all add up at the end of the month. So you can send, uh, you know, accurate bills and whatnot. You gotta, 
you got to confine your your medicine usage to as a few One points spot. as possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, when I'm not pulling many and I've got one that I'm just scratching my head about, I'll just slip out of the old pickup with her open the hand and while they're standing at the bunk, just get them kind of stepping down the bunk and pick up heels and lay them down, tie them down and give them a shot real fast. Yeah. But if I'm pulling a bunch, I'll just go pull all my ones and doctor them all at once, kick them into the sick pen and once a week go through the sick pen. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah, there, there's there's times where where the rope is is necessary and needed, and that's about. I mean, it's your best friend, but there's other times where like, eh, you're not set up that way. It's a, uh, it's, it's way. Oh, just the the more the more cattle you get, the more that you have to doctor, and if you're gonna doctor that way, that that just takes more people, and uh, and and the shoot cuts down a ton a ton of labor, and uh, it's it's not as cowboy, but. Sometimes that's just yeah. what you got to do. Well, when you're one man show like me, I mean, hell, I'm processing, receiving, feed crew, maintenance, mm. rider. I'm all of it. And so, like, if they're just one, I'll just I keep a rope in the gun rack behind the seat of the pickup, and I'll just sneak it out and lay him down real fast. But if I've got four, fuck it, I'll just go pull them. Yeah. Well, there's there's not too many just like truly riding jobs out there. I mean, there, there's a few, but even, even most of like your, like your big circle outfits, like a, you know, like where you, you're taking care of uh, 30,000 acres. I mean, you still probably got to go, go ride fence. And uh, I mean, that's just part of the, part of the job anymore where it's there. There's only a handful of, of wagon crews out there. There's only, and there's only, there's not that many where, Unless you get Nevada or somewhere, yeah, they're just and even then, there's there's still not a ton. There more often than not, if you're working, there was you know. I, there was a lot more than I thought. We went up there to Wyoming to that ranch, Iron Man Ranch Brown crowd this past summer. I got to talking to some guys. There's a lot more of them riding jobs than I thought there was up there. Yeah, there there's there's more than you'd think, but like, but then you you uh, for every you know, two or three riding jobs, you'll, you'll find like five or six guys that are working for, for a, you know, family outfit. That's still kind of a big circle type deal, but you, you right. still kind of got to go, go fix yeah. fence and, and irrigate and all that, that shit too. And that's the thing, like, I don't know how it is everywhere, but even out when I was in New Mexico on that place, camp job, you had to do everything. Yeah. 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 There was one old boy, oh my dad, that, uh, that wasn't in his job description. He was there to take care of cattle, and uh, he didn't work there very long or work here very long when I was – I mean, I say I was probably seven, eight years old. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I remember just enough to remember him telling my dad that, and then, yeah, he wasn't there the next day. And, hell, I didn't know that there was just riding jobs until you started talking about it. I was like, shit, that sounds easy. Like, hell, I – I'll go take care of cattle in the morning and in the afternoon, go build fence or yeah. tractor and go run that. Or I can kind of get the best of both worlds. I can go ride cattle when it's cool in the morning and then go crawl in the tractor and sit in the AC when it's hot in the afternoon and you don't want to do anything else. Yeah. What, what kind of, what kind of work are you doing out there, Richard? 
Well, right now I'm helping my dad run his, he's got some cows and then I've been helping uh, this guy I'm working for now. He's got cows and he does a partner. Uh, I guess it's not a partnership deal, but it's with, uh, uh, are we allowed to say names of businesses or no? Is uh, it like a fairly deal? Is it, is it the big feeder out there in California? It's it's not Harris or anybody okay. like that. It, they do like the uh, the Wagyu cross type, you know. Oh, okay. If yeah, you know, that, it, but it, it's a it's a partnership type deal with. Yeah, uh, like, it's a branded they, beef deal. Shares is what they're doing. You what? Running them cows on shares, I bet. Is that what they're doing? Like he gets a portion of the calf crop, or he gets a portion of the money from the calf crop. Yeah, they run those steers on a percentage and stuff like mm-hmm. yeah. And they yeah, weird. That's oh. that's not a bad deal on his end. I've looked at that too, running taking in cows on shares. Do you look at cactus? No, it wasn't a cactus corporate deal. I was just like other mom and pop mm. type deal. Like there was a I had a short chance and I kinda let it go to ran about seven hundred acres of grass. 30 miles north of here mm-hmm. and, and then I'll just have them in the summertime like they'd show up now and leave in October or something and then I I just couldn't make it work with me wanting because I mean I took over starting cattle around here and everything mm-hmm. and I just wasn't going to be able to make it work because shit by the time I get done starting cattle and then I go ride on my outside cattle, whether I even, I, even if I just go with the feed pickup and feed them, look through them and dart what I need to dart and then made it up there. Shit. It'd be two o'clock. And yeah. then, then cows would be baited up in the trees. Cause there's, I mean, up there it's kind of on the salt fork river. So there's a bunch of them salt cedars and shit that are about like mesquites, but don't have thorns on them. And they just be them bigger than shit. And you wouldn't be able to find them and check them. So <laughs> I just couldn't make it work to do it. If it was 10 miles or 20, like 10 miles away, I could have made it work, but I, I wasn't going to take that on and have two fucked up jobs at the same time. Yeah. Rather just one that's kind of half fucked up anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were putting, uh, Wagyu embryos in so they could grow them out or they were supposed to be all tested bulls. So they could grow them out and lease them out to people for that uh, what American style Wagyu or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, I've that got. Shit some, I've got a well, a cousin of mine married a guy, and they've started in on some of that Wagyu stuff, and they were kind of trying to talk us into it there for a while, and we looked into it, and like if you buy the bulls from the place, they'll give you like thirty cents over market. And that's not a bad deal, but I heard too many horror stories with some of them. I mean, kind of the same thing as the Holsteins. They kind of aren't very hardy, and they don't grow worth the shit there for a while. I mean, like, even if we brought them back and turned them out on wheat, by the time you hit March 15th, where our home race calves are normally 900 pounds, them some bitches would be 750. Mm-hmm. And so you pencil it, and you're kind of the same money. So you'd have to take them all the way through graze off to get them up to 900 and make them more money. Yeah, we branded some the other day, and they look like a hat full of assholes, if you ask me. 
Yeah, they're pretty freaking rough, and they're they're ugly. They look some like bitches, like a buffalo. Yeah, I mean, real close they, to that type of deal. They got no ass end, and uh, they got a real big big front end, and the the horns are about yay big at the base, but they but they only go about that that long, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're some alien looking sons of bitches. We had a neighbor's wagyu bull get out on a ranch up at Coldwater. And we had a couple of calves, and they were that away, and they just they looked goofy. They killed and they ate, freaking great. Yeah, but they goofier than hell. Well, they're not they're wild. Any of them? I've been around wild some books. Yeah, they can no, be. These weren't wild. They was pretty well my pets by the time I got done feeding them out. And shell, we had a semi load of them. We put on some heifers out here. By the time we got ready to pick them, well, we had them for a couple of years. We got them when they was yearling bulls, and we got rid of them when they was three. And them some bucks, you just jump in a pasture, they'd hook you, run off. They was wild. Huh. I, I never, I, we had some, I think they were, they were half-breed um, Wagyu. It was like Wagyu, I think, I think they were Angus Cross. I don't know. They were, but they, and they were still plenty ugly. And uh, they were waspy as hell. They they weren't next. They weren't real hooky, but they they would fucking run. They, and they didn't damn sure had- snort at you when they when they'd run by in the alley. They'd all they'd all yeah. look and <laughs> look they on you. Pins, they'd run to you, hook your horse in the chest, and then spin around and kick him in the mouth all in the same motion. No shit. Oh yeah, there's wild little son of guns. Huh. Yeah, our, our, these weren't weren't that that waspy. They, they, I mean, they got handled, but like I said, we. I mean, you prowl around through your cattle, but yeah, every time, you know, we just turn them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess you get a, you get out in the open like that. Like even if you're you're prowling through them, I mean, you're not. You don't have them in a confined space, you know. Yeah, and you're not you're not moving them around a ton either. You're just you're just riding through them. Yeah. yeah. When you gather bulls down there, you guys use many bull whips? No, I I got one I just jack around with when I'm training on dog or something, but I don't I don't ever use a whip. You never use the bull whip? Uh, like I say, out in that Osage, I mean when I was little, we they moved out to Kansas when I was probably ten years old. Um when we gather bulls, them old boys would have bull whips out and that was cooler than shit. We'd go gather, they had some big pastures out there. We'd go gather 15, 20 bulls out of a pasture. And I mean, guys would be behind them just cracking whips and cowlies. I, I, I used to, when I lived down South Texas, I used the one driving them bulls down in lanes. But other than that, no, I mean, but I have used one. Yeah, no, that was out in them big pastures. And I mean, how you get in the corner and you'd have 20 bulls just fighting like a son of a bitch, you know how they'll get. And then, I mean, there'd be five or six guys and then little old me, everybody have a bull whip. I mean, obviously except the six year old kid, um, everybody have a bull whip going at it. And then old some bitches, they just fight and then you'd finally get them out of the gate. But I always thought that was cooler than shit when we went and when I got to go gather bulls. Cause that, I mean, I don't know. That was always cool. I guess I should have grown up down in Florida with all them damn crackers. Yeah, them whips are good. I, I like them. I just hate packing one around. Yeah, I've got 
my big black horse, and I call him big, he's like 16 hands, but he's like 1,500 pounds. He's like, I don't know how, but he's got some graphs somewhere in him, but he's great. But anyways, I cracked a whip off him the first time, and uh, he went the other way about as fast as he could go. And we was about five, 600 yards before I got him even half slowed down. <laughs> I finally came to where he'll, he'll spin and get away from it, but I can crack it on him. But we've got a little uh, bay horse. He's a cutting bread bastard, and he's a good he's a good horse. And uh, you can crack a whip off him all you want, and you can drive the shit out of anything. It was it's fun using him gathering shit or riding through shit or like if you're moving them just quarter to quarter or whatever. You just take out a whip and get on the backside of them steers and just crack it, and them old steers will take out on a trot right where you want them to go. I love using one. I've never yeah. uh, a little bit. I used him um, in that was in the feedlot when we were. And it was always with bulls, uh, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. I they I don't think they used him much uh, up in Montana where I was. And yeah. oh, I never really seen many of them used growing up. My great grandfather he was well known for using one. He's deadly with it, but I never. When I moved south, it's the first time I ever got to really use one or be even be around one. Yeah. I, I like them, but I hate packing them around. They're always in the damn way. Yeah, they're in the way all the damn time. There's not a good way. There's not a good place to put one. But I just, I like being able to go around kind of the backside and just go to cracking that son of a bitch. And you'll see all them steers look up and they'll look back at you and they'll kind of start easing away and you go to cracking it. And I mean, you don't use them like you use them on bulls or anything, but those just kind of start heading. I've seen a lot of guys just cracking it, running cattle over top of them. Cracking it in front of them, that's turning them back on top of you. You're the one cracking it over. Yeah, no shit. That's echoing. You got to watch where that thing echoes off. Of them. You know, if you're in a big deep canyon and you crack it, it echoes off in front of them. They're turning around. Mm-hmm. You got to. Mm-hmm. I would imagine telling a guy to put his whip away is about like telling the guy to uh, call his dogs off. You know, like he might as well call his mother a dirty slut. I like it. I like just take that whip to the dog. Yeah, that's about all I use mine for. I didn't. I use mine when I got them bay dogs, just when I'm starting them, mm. where I can get their attention. Because I, I hardly ever run a shot call or anything. You know, I'll just get to where I can call them off and get a handle on them. But I use that whip to break their attention span. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've had dogs, or I've been on deals where dogs ran uh, like. 200 head of yearlings through a hot wire, which I mean, that's all this most of this country is just a bunch of farmers puts up hot wire and then asks guys that some of us are cowboys um, come gather and shit. And I mean, there's a lot of good hands around here, but you run into some shit. And I've, I've seen 200 heads sent through a hot wire, plumb the wrong direction from the wheel corrals, and you're all day fucking gathering them. It's it's awful. 
But yeah. hell, this part, everybody just picks up their own bulls. You know, we don't ever really have no help. Yeah. Yeah. Go no. get around your own stuff. The, those those dogs are like if you get especially you got somebody that's got some really nice dogs like it is really cool to watch them work but i've seen far too many that like the 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 guy's real proud of every guy is real proud of his dogs and uh yeah but then i've seen some dogs that just ain't worth a fuck and uh, like i i'm not not trying to put the guy down or anything but it's like hey uh this is not working. Let's put those put those hounds up, and then yeah, like I said, they saw up bigger and shit. And well, I don't know, have better dogs, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man. there's a yeah. guy right around here, and he'll go gather. I mean, he'll go gather him and four dogs. will gather three hundred head of yearlings and a little trap or a couple of hooker owls, no problem. It's he's pretty slick yeah yeah it's it's cool watching watching a good set of dogs work but like yeah there there's plenty of them that just oh they're a lot of them a lot of them good train wrecks come from cattle that ain't dog broke and dogs that that yeah 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 there, there's that too yeah. yeah you gotta you gotta have uh some dog broke cattle too you can't just you can't just pull up on a set of yearlings and dump five dogs out and expect it to go very well the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. That, that is also true. But it's bad when the old boy pulls up with the slant trailer and dumps out his team roping saddle and his team roping horse with the tie down and unloads his dog. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I've pulled up to. To a couple gatherings, and you see you see bloomers with a uh, with air conditioner on the on the top, and you're just like, oh fuck. And this part, and like even how where I was raised, in this part of the world, when you're working as a crew, you don't take your dogs. Nobody takes dogs. <clears throat> yeah, that's like a big no no. And I mean, that's a big time. You don't bring a dog. Yeah, I. I it's a little different out here because everybody's got dogs, but I, I still think it's like. Yeah, if, like it, it's still kind of a deal where the the owner or the or the cow yeah. boss, whoever says, "Hey, bring your dogs." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I had both mine last week getting some pups. I'm starting fresh. Oh yeah, yeah. Cold my pen, bunch of coals. <laughs> hey, what an old man told me a long time ago: if you want good dogs, you got to train hard and cull harder. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I I don't know what kind of dogs y'all run, but them cur dogs are some hard headed some bucks. Yeah, I I'd like to get a good dog, but I, I I don't have the time or the patience to know how to train one. So I want to buy one, buy one that's trained. And I've heard horror stories about that. Yeah, he's a great dog for the guy who trained him, but not for you. And I, I, I can't get along with the border collie. Any kind of collie dog, I can't get along with. I'm too hard on. Them. Yeah, I, I don't. I, and, I, and then I people say, "Well, you just haven't had a tough minded one." You know, there's there's good good border collie dogs out there. I just ain't ever been able to have one I can get along with. But I could take a dango catahoula or a curd. You can jab slap that so much next week, and it'll still come back to you and pet on you and pet on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. Border collies are, yeah, they're pretty timid. 
Yeah. Bad cocksuckers. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I, the, the healers are about the same way. The bad thing about them is they're they're hard headed and also timid. So you're I, like and the healer. If somebody shows up with the healer, I just soon run off. You know, <coughs> and them, them submissions ain't no good for nothing. I've seen yeah. some good ones, but I've also seen some some not so. There was a guy when I was down south that had one that he would take with us, and we drove. We always like. A helicopter gathered most of that stuff down there and threw it in big traps. We would throw it out of them traps in big long lanes and drive them cattle down to the pens to work. And there was he had a red healer, and this son gun would just sit back there, drive cattle. He could make he was he was the best healer I ever seen. But you get him in a set of pens, you had to put him up because he would foul shit up in pens like trying to work around him. But just driving cattle was good. Yeah, I I think this is a good enough spot to move into the Patreon deal because I've uh I, I posted a meme. Well, it wasn't a meme. It was a as a screenshot of this little uh, survey I was taking the other day, and uh, I was asking about knocking a couple pups in the head. <clears throat> and uh, but anyway, I could see this being a segment that gets flagged. So we'll just, we'll take it to the paid section. And if you guys, uh, if you guys want to hear some, some stories about, about the, the real, the real training of dogs and, and, uh, and, and shit like that, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, you can do that on the, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash burning daylight. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna call that good. Uh, where can everybody find you if they, if you want them to find you? Bobby Gray with an IE on Facebook. Bobby with an IE. Mm-hmm. Bobby Gray. If you need a horse road, I'm not a horse trainer, but I'll use your horse and I'll ride him through cattle and shit. And he might learn something. He might not. I'm cheap. Let me know. I'm horse poor right now too. There you go. Ty, how about you? Find me on Facebook. Just Ty Self. That's about all I got. There you go. And Richard? Uh, just Richard Diatley on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. All right. Well, um, I'm. you guys can find me. If, you, if you're listening to this, you're, you already know where I'm at. But anyway, at Move Your Ass on facebook and instagram burning daylight somewhere like you'll find me uh, i'm puncherific on twitter I'm, I'm holding out for elon to, to buy twitter so it'll be fun again probably not going to be fun again but maybe maybe i just won't get banned there so anyways thanks everybody for tuning in and uh have a good weekend move your ass we're burning daylight I said goodbye to my mother, to my father, and all the other friends I knew. I headed west to seek my fortune and chase the foolish dream that has no end. And I climbed the far blue mountains, higher than any tree could grow, I never found. Gold or silver All I did was stumble down the other side 
to a life so burnt and twisted to a country as barren as the moon I hope to find the Eldorado all I found were these hollow winds that glow and these desert winds in a saloon on the Mojave With a new coyote pelts above the door My tumble broken dreams Found me underneath the greasy lantern's glow Where men with eyes red and haunted Eyes that burn from the corners of the room Wait and watch with desperate hunger Weighing every chance, every move There are no roads, there are no borders, no outposts of heaven or of hell. God left here for better country and a devil's dance in canyons far below in these desert winds. I have fallen off the edge of the world and no one here will ever speak my name. Blood runs to my fingers and mingles with the dust blown by the desert winds. In an unforgiving canyon where the hills broke against the blazing sky, the gold at last it found me. The nuggets burned like embers in my hand. When gold buys the whiskey, it leaves a scent upon the breeze, and like hounds, they tracked and found me. Their rifle shot whipped my dreams away. They know that dead men tell no stories, and as devils dance in their canyons far below, in my blood streaks the rocks. I stumble on, I hear them close behind In these desert winds I have fallen off the edge of the world And no one here will ever speak my name I have fallen off the edge of the world And the air is like a furnace The blood runs through my fingers And mingles with the dust blown by the desert winds If I were smoke from a lantern If I could rise weightless in the air I would climb the far blue mountains And like my dreams be carried far away On these desert winds I have fallen off the edge of the world And no one here will ever speak my name Runs through my fingers and mingles with the dust blown by the desert wind. 